0: We are so glad you've joined us here. It is Old Testament Thursday. On uh, October 26th, episode 84, we are glad that you are here, so glad you're joining us, deep from the bowels of the Barksdale Communication Complex. We are uh, having a great time here, and uh, I am not here this week, I am out of town, and uh, this is a pre-recorded Episode. So, as you may have noticed, I am wearing the same shirt that I had on for Thursday's and Friday's episodes of last week. That's because I recorded all of these episodes deep from the bowels of the Barksdale Communication Complex last Wednesday. So, I did... F- Recorded four episodes on Wednesday, so you would not go without when I was on vacation. So even though I am not here, I am with you in spirit, and my heart is thinking of you. No, that's really true. I I am thinking of you. So, um... Yes, uh, this is, if you may have noticed, if you looked at our sheet of of Bible reading, chronological Bible reading plan, uh, there was a typo, and uh, maybe you picked up on it, maybe you didn't, and that's okay. On uh, Tuesday, the 24th, it says to read Psalm 24 and First Chronicles 24, but that should have said First Chronicles 16. Uh, I apparently got lost in the 24 thing and uh, wrote 24 twice. No, it, for, it should have been First Chronicles 16. No worries. You will be reading First Chronicles 24 on uh, November 8th. So uh, if you read it, you're all right. You're not too far behind there. And... Um, uh, so if you didn't read 16 that's okay we'll talk a little bit about it uh, there's something few things in it nothing uh spectacular um but uh yeah but the readings here are uh lots of psalms uh, 15 24 60 95 105 and 106 so we'll do all those together but then there was first chronicles 15 16 17 and 18 so you may have looked at it and said oh I gotta read some um, no not 15 uh, 16 17 and 18 right yeah 16 17 and 18 um, 15 was last was last uh, last week so 16 17 and 18 is first chronicles so uh, <clears throat> so here we go so let's uh, let's get this done let's Very good. Here we go. We are uh, 1 Chronicles 16. They placed, the ark placed in a tent. And that was actually part of what we have already read. And David's song of thanks was also part of what we already read. I'm going to take a little bit, this kind of the second segment of David's song of thanks because it kind of hits us uh, a theme that we see throughout uh, the Old Testament. It says, uh, starting at verse 23 of chapter 16, Sing... To the Lord, all the earth, tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and he is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. So even David has an understanding and a realization that uh, there are other gods, and God is above all of them. He, these are considered worthless idols. They, they're they not worth worshiping. And the Elohim, again, is the word that goes throughout, um, as we said, it's 2,000 times in the Old Testament. It's everywhere. And so uh, we, we we don't attribute attributes. We attribute attributes. Uh, um, Spiritual being to it so um so th- he is to be feared above all these other divine beings. He is the almighty Yahweh and uh, and the creator. And it even goes on, but the Lord, but the Lord made the heavens. And so when you look at that, like heavenlies, heavenly things, have all of the heavens. And so uh, even these gods are created by him. Even these divine beings are created by him. He's created all of this. So he's the one to look to. So that's uh, 16... Um uh, And then uh, worship before the ark, and it goes on to talk to David, uh, lest Asaph and his brothers there before the ark of the covenant, the Lord, the minister. This is 37 of chapter 16. And uh, also, and regularly before the ark as each day required, and also Obed-Edom and his 68 brothers they they were they were there to uh, worship they were the gatekeepers and so uh just uh, i just noted that guy had 68 brothers that's that is one large family <clears throat> and then we get to the lord's covenant with david and this is a, a rerun again of some of the other things we've been talking about in in uh, samuel and kings and And um, second Samuel and in uh, Kings. So uh, and again, the same terminology, the word of the Lord came to Nathan. And so this same kind of terminology, this same talk of the pre-incarnate Christ uh, called the word of the Lord. And he came to Nathan. And this is what we talked about already. In the Messianic quote, again, it comes to that, uh, I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. I will not take myself. And that's from the Hebrews 1.5 again. It's uh, whoever said, and they quote from these quotations of David talking to his sons. So then David's prayer, which we've had in other sections. So, uh, most of this is, is part of what we've already talked about. And so this is all kind of a folding over. Uh, uh, the chronology mixes together here as we get into the Chronicles and Second Samuel. Because now we come to David defeats his enemies. And we've gone through this already. The Philistines in subdued. He took Gath, which is the land that Goliath Grew up in the hand of the Philistines, and then it goes through all the people that were defeated and the and the uh, things that were taken: seven thousand horsemen, twenty thousand foot soldiers. He just uh, took all that over, and then David's administration, and we get to this word again, which is the same repeat of the same statement before. So David reigned over all Israel, and he administered justice and equity. To all the people, and so we talked about that already. What that means—that's righteousness. That is right judgment, um, judging equally among the people. So that's what that is referencing. Now let's get to all these psalms that we've talked about. Uh, Psalm 15, all these psalms are written by David throughout this time frame. There's there's a bunch of them here, and there might even be more, and we'll get to those as we keep going. But um, <clears throat> So, who shall dwell in your holy hill? That's uh, Psalm 15. Great reference point here. O oh Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent? Who shall dwell on your holy hill? Hill, that is clearly clearly divine council type of talk your holy hill that's because remember the divine council uh on earth abides in mountains and gardens and the ultimate was eden the mountain the the mountain garden that uh the sacred space where where divine council uh Divine council, a total mental block, total brain freeze. There, <laughs> oh my goodness, um, not funny. Um, yeah, where where they uh, resonate, where they uh, where they habitate, where they hold counsel. I don't know why these words aren't coming to my brain, because I'm old. I guess that's why. Um, um, there's some interesting stuff at the end of fifteen. He says. Um, uh who walks this is two through five it's only five verses so who walks blameless and does what is right and speaks truth in his heart and who does not slander with his tongue and does no evil to his neighbor nor takes up a reproach against his friend in whose eyes a vile person is despised but who honors those who fear the lord Who swears to his own hurt and does not change? Who does not put out his money at interest and does not take a bribe against the innocent? He who does these things shall never be moved. So this is good stuff here. This is just talking about being blameless. And it just goes through a few things that talks about uh, what it looks like to be a blameless person. And uh, I just kind of like how, what it talks about: who walks blameless, who does it right, who speaks truth in his heart, who does not slander with his tongue, who does the, who does no evil to his neighbor, takes up reproach against his friend, whose eyes, who who whose eyes a vile person is despised, and who honors those who fear the Lord. So it's it's those kind of those kind of uh that kind of thinking, those kinds of actions. So let me go over to twenty four. We'll, uh, we'll go there. Psalm of David. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? Again, this is divine counsel uh, terminology. Oh, I'm sliding my, I'm writing a note in there. Um, so it, it talks again about how do you get there. This is David just uh, just pouring his heart out about the righteousness of God and coming before him. <clears throat> and at the end, it says at 10, who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Lord of hosts. Again, that's that, those are that terminology that that the, the king of all of the heavenly Hosts, we'll keep moving. We'll go to sixty. Uh, sometimes this hopping around the Psalms is pretty cool stuff. So um, <clears throat> he will tread down our foes. So this one has a little prelude to it, a little uh, intro to what it's all about. To the choirmaster, according to Shushan Eduth, the Miktam of David for instruction, when he strove with Aram Naharim, and with Aram Zabo, and when Joab and, and his return struck down the twelve thousand of the Edom of Edom in the Valley of Salt. So we actually will see that the Valley of Salt. Uh, I think I think it was in there. It might be next week. So it might be. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think it was in the. chronology that we had going on there, the valley of salt so this is when this was written oh god you have rejected us uh broken our defenses and so this is this is uh, them getting uh defeated you have set up a banner for those who fear you uh god has spoken in his holiness with exultation i will divide up shechem and portion out the veil of sukkot um Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, Ephraim is mine, is my helmet. So he talks through the, the cities and the peoples. Um, uh, and then at the end, 12, with God we shall do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our foes. So he recognizes that they don't win without God. And it seems pretty common that. Uh, in there, they do not win. Then we come to Psalm 95. And if you've been paying attention at Life Coast Church, uh, in uh, one of my messages there, uh, there was a quote in chapter, uh, in Hebrews uh, chapter 3, I think. The, the Holy Spirit says, and uh, this is a quote here from, from 95. This is where we c- come from on this. Uh, but we'll start off with, The Lord is great. is a a great God, El, singular, and a great king king above all gods, Elohim, plural. plural. Um, And his hand are the depths of the earth, the height of the mountains are also. And so then we come down to, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, remember that from the Hebrews study, uh, do not harden your heart as at Meribah, as on the day of Massah in the wilderness, when your fathers put me to the test and put me put me to the proof. Though they had seen my work, for 40 years I loathe that generation. Uh, and they said they are the people who go astray in their hearts, and they have not known my ways. Therefore I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest and so we saw that these places Meribah and Massah were for numbers 13 through uh, and into numbers uh, at the end of numbers 1330 through 1410 <clears throat> and that talks about the the arguments and the debates going on about entering into the land and the giants and they couldn't go up against the giants and <clears throat> because the people wanted to go back to Egypt they wanted to Choose new leaders to go back to Egypt. It says, they shall not enter my rest. And if uh, uh, Pastor Mike's done some great teaching on this on Wednesday night and Sunday, um, that's going to continue this week. Uh, tonight, as a matter of fact, oh no, this is Wednesday. You'll be hearing this next Thursday, so <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this already happened. <laughs> so, so, uh But um, that this rest they're talking about is not talking about a salvation. It's talking about a wholeness, a rest in Christ, a full devotion to, a walking with completely. That's the rest as you go into the promised land they get the land and they get to work the land and they get to be with God and they get to be God's people. And so there's two, there's two rivers to cross the red sea, which, which, uh, denoted the baptism and the salvation out of bondage and slavery. And then the, then a, then a, uh, through the Jordan into the promised land, the place of resting with God. And so there's two things going on. It's a salvation and a rest. So as we as we give ourselves over, sometimes those things just occur, and we fully give ourselves to God. Other times, it's part of this process that we go through. So we want to enter into his rest. We want to enter that rest with God. We want to come alongside. We want to be part of Of the wholeness and the fullness of God. We want to relent and give ourselves over. Let's go to that last Psalm. Those last Psalms 105 and 106. They're right next to each other. Right around the corner. And um, and so... uh, Tell of all his wondrous works. I like this part down here, it's starting at 7. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever. The word that he commanded for a thousand generations. A covenant that he made with Abraham. His sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute To Israel as an everlasting covenant. Saying, to you I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance and uh so so this covenant that god made you god doesn't make covenants lightly god makes covenants uh that when he promises it's true and that is it there's nothing that will not will stop it from being true nothing can stop it from coming true and as you look through god's covenants throughout the old testament You'll see that some of those things have happened and some of those things have yet to happen. So we know that if it's his covenant, it will happen. It's going to happen. And there's nothing that we can do to stop that, nor should we want to, because God has our ultimate best, our ultimate um existence with him experiencing him living eternally with him that's all part of what the plan is um then again right in the middle here of this 105 uh, as we get to verse 19 i'll start at 18 his feet were hurt with fetters his neck was put in a collar of iron until what he had said came to pass the word of the lord tested him again word of the lord reference the king sent and released him Um, I like the little reference back here in this understanding of where these things came from. Uh, Then Israel came to Egypt. Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham. So they understand that Egypt was actually a son of Ham and the land is named from a son of Ham. So we know that those who came off the ark, all the lands in the promised land are part of that. Then we get into this next part of this psalm. <clears throat> written by uh, David, and it talks all about the plagues in Egypt. If you look through them, there's many of them listed. It says uh, made the land dark. He said he turned. Um, uh, he turned the waters into blood. Uh, the land swarmed with frogs. There came swarms of flies. There, hail, uh, hail um, for rain. Uh, talks about uh, locusts coming over the over the uh, over the land, and then he struck down the firstborn in their land. The first. Fruits of all their strength. And um, then it talks about the cloud by day and the fire by night. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light by night. They asked and he brought quail. It's talking all about that journeying in the desert. In the time uh, they're being led by God. And then the final part of 105. So he brought his people out with joy, he his chosen ones with singing. He gave them the land of the nations, and they took possession of the fruit of the people's toil, and they might that they might keep it his statutes and observe his laws. Praise the Lord. And we go on to one oh six, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And it just talks again about this story, this journey that Israel has had. Um both we and our fathers have sinned. We have committed iniquity. We have. This is a, started at six. We have done wickedness. Our fathers, when they were in Egypt, did not consider your wondrous works. They did not remember the abundance of your steadfast love. By rebelling by the sea, at the Red Sea, or Reed Sea, depending on how you translate that, he rebuked the sea, and it became dry. And he led them through the deep as through the desert. Um, waters covered his adversary, but they soon forgot his works. 13. Now they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel, but they had a wanton craving in the wilderness and put God to the test in the desert. And he gave them what they asked. Wow. So. Uh, When men in the camp were jealous of Moses and Aaron, the Holy One of God. They weren't jealous of Moses and Aaron. They were jealous of the relationship that Moses and Aaron had with God. And that's something you can connect to. Is that sometimes people see the relationship that you have with God. That I have with God. That people have with God. And there's a jealousy that forms. They want to be, they want to have that. And it's there for them to have. That's the part that's so confusing, is they want to do you harm, or they want to mis- displace you from your place of whatever uh, as a leader, um, because they're jealous of the relationship that you have with God and what God has blessed you with. That's not going to go away. As you can see, it happened with Moses and Aaron, and it happens today. Keep pressing towards God. Don't worry about how people look at you. keep pressing on towards him. Um, the last part of this uh, of this episode um, it starts at 34 I'm going to read through 39. They did not destroy the people as the Lord commanded them, but they mixed with the nations and learned to do as they did. So this they weren't supposed to do that. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons they poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to idols of Canaan. And the land was polluted with blood. Thus, they became unclean by their acts and played the whore in their deeds. So as they came into the land of Canaan, they started to mix with the the Canaanites that were there. Instead of going and taking the land as God had told them to take and to not mix with the other peoples and to not blend with them and not have other children with them. They started to sacrifice their own children uh, to this, and that just, was just totally against what God wanted for them. And then at the end of this Psalm 106, Save us, O Lord, our God in and gave us from among the nations, and we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting, and let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. So glad you joined us here. Old Testament Thursday. This is episode 85. And we're glad you're with us. We are... uh, Glad to be here with you, hope to see you very soon. Oh, my music went off. We'll see you later. Right Chewy? Aww. That's right.